Welcome back to the Backyard Spiral, and we are coming off one of the most exciting weeks of college football in recent history, and that was highlighted by the college football playoff, where we had a bunch of teams who had never really been there or gotten a chance to play in the college football playoff many times, and our matchups were, the first game was very exciting. It was our first overtime game in college football playoff history. And it was the Alabama Crimson Tide versus the Michigan Wolverines. And Michigan ended up winning that by a last-second touchdown, 27-20. And watching that game, it was just – I felt like it was really controlled by Michigan the whole time. But there were just all these mistakes like the muffed punt, the turnovers that I thought Michigan was kind of shooting themselves in the foot. But they came away with it. And that was a really exciting game when – a lot of stuff happened, and I'll let you, Galene, talk about the second game, which your boys were able to pull through and get the dub. Absolutely. Um, like you said, I think it, this was like this was probably the most exciting college football playoff because there wasn't like you know, like I think usually when you have teams like when Clemson was really firing, it was like Alabama mm-hmm. Clemson. And then the last few years, it's been Alabama, Georgia. It's kind of like a foregone conclusion that Alabama's going to make it. Georgia's going to make it right. Like the other two teams don't really matter this yeah. year. Um, I think that, I think everybody like had thoughts. So I, you know, I think Alabama was probably favored in their game and Texas was favored in, in our game, but um, I think everybody who kind of spoke about them was like, you know, these are going to be good games. They'll be close games. Um, but so, and I think that's, that's kind of different. That was kind of new this year. Um, obviously both great games, both, uh, within a single score, um, Michigan and Bama went to overtime. I think Michigan just, yeah, like they, I think Michigan, like you said, they kind of shot themselves in the foot. Other than that, they they just played better than Bama, right? Yeah. Their defense handled Bama. I think in our game, honestly, I I think it was a similar situation. I, you know, I for for I think our game was a phenomenal game. I think Washington actually dominated most of the game. Um. We we had a similar situation where uh, we fumbled a punt on like the twenty yard line, and they went in and uh, they went in and scored. Uh, and then like the last two minutes were really weird because we were like running yeah. out the clock, um, and we had uh, our 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 starting running back Dylan Johnson uh, went down with an injury. Um, fortunately, there's been an update; he should be playing in the in the, the national championship good, good. game, but. Um, but that was weird because it stopped the clock, and so it gave um, it gave Texas fifty seconds to kind of drive down the field. Um, but I think you know, for most of the game, I wasn't really it. It, it felt like we were in control of the game. So um, obviously, I'm I'm very hyped up. Uh, I I love Washington football. Um, I think somebody somebody. Uh, was making the point today I was watching TV and they were like you know people around the country because the west coast is kind of like a different time zone than everywhere else and the Pac-12 has its own kind of like late night games um, obviously we don't have the history of of USC 
um, you know, I'm not crazy. We we're not USC, but I think USC gets recognized in the rest of the country. But people don't really realize that Washington has a, a history of college football tradition. Um, you know that that's up there and and one of the better ones around the country. Um, so it means a lot to the the fan base. It means a lot to alumni and and just the greater Seattle area. Uh, that we're in the national championship. Um, what I want to talk about with this is I want to use this as kind of like a, a, a jumping off point about coaching in the college ranks and not yeah. just recruiting, right? Because like Texas always recruits better than Washington. So does Bama. So does, does Michigan, right? Um, they're some of the, they're some of the true blue bloods and they always have these five-star recruits. And I think they spend a lot more money, um, in terms of like NIL and stuff, um, on, on their football. Um, but we're right up there playing with them. Right. So it's like, it's one of those things of like, you know, there's been, there's been, um, in, in your neck of the woods at Ohio state, there's been a lot of chatter about Ryan day and like, he recruits as well as anybody in the country. And I certainly don't think they should fire him. Right. But like, um, but it is one of those things of like, do you want a coach who can take lesser players and get the most out of them? Or do you want, do you want fair weather coaches, right. Who are like taking five-star guys and four-star guys and, and having success with them. So I think it's a shout out to, to Kalen DeBoer. I, a lot of our players are three-star players we have obviously some four star, some four star guys. I don't think we have a five star guy on the roster right now coming out of high school. So you know, it's a shout out to the experience of players like Michael Penix, who you know has had a long Gone. career in, in in the college ranks. Um, probably some underrated guys coming out of high school, and then really excellent coaching. So that's. I'm hyped up for this this uh, college, uh, you know, the national championship game. Um, it's going to be refreshing to have a national champion not out of the SEC or ACC with Clemson, so basically out of the southeast of the country. Um, you know, next year both these teams, Washington and uh, Michigan, uh, are going to be in the same conference. So you know that a shout out to the strength of the Big Ten. Um, obviously, with the with the big dogs already there. Uh, you have, you know, Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, um, but then Wisconsin, shout out to them. But then you also have incoming UW, Oregon, SC, UCLA. So it's like it's really become a two-conference type league. One thing I do want to talk about, mm -hmm. I don't know if you watched Georgia versus Florida State. I didn't watch it to the fullest because I felt like there was no point in watching because every time I checked oh, it, the score. Exactly. It really wasn't worth watching. <laughs> it wasn't close at all. Yeah. Was it 63 to three? It was 63 to three. And score. I don't think Georgia, ha Georgia had a lot of big guys sit out as well. So it wasn't yep. just that Florida State sat a lot of their guys. Georgia was in the same boat for a yep with a bunch of huge guys sitting out and that score I had to like make sure I was like seeing the right score because sixty three points is pretty outrageous and the other team only scoring three what a what a blowout you know what beyond that I want to talk about this right mm -hmm. so when Florida State didn't get into the college football playoffs first of all 
the college football playoff committee is totally vindicated. All right. Cause like they picked the right four teams. Now you, the only team that didn't get into the playoffs that had a legitimate argument to get into the playoffs is Georgia. Okay. <laughs> but again, you, Georgia wasn't crying about it cause they knew, all right, we lost our last game. We lost the game. That's going to be freshest on people's minds. Uh, and it's yep. not like they lost to some, you know, they had an off night against some some lower caliber uh, uh, opponent in conference. It, it wasn't like they lost to like you know. All right, what I'll, I'll name name. It, it's not like they lost to like Arkansas in the SEC championship, <laughs> yeah. right? Like they lost to Bama. So and you know, so Bama deserved to get in. Uh, and if Bama was going to get in, then you can't keep Texas out because Texas keep beat Bama. So everybody, that kind of made sense, right? You had people in the university at Florida State, you like, you know, the university president and, and all this type of stuff. You had like government people from the state of Florida trying to petition about BS about, you know, like all oh, how they need to change the college football committee and how they were wrong so much. And uh, Florida State was bitching about trying to get out of the ACC because like they're like, oh, we're an inferior conference. First of all, I never bothered Clemson when they were winning national championships That's with true. Trevor Lawrence and stuff, right? So it's like, shut the hell up. You're just not that good. And you know what? You went out and proved it. Like Georgia had nothing to prove in this game. Georgia, Georgia's won, is it two? They back to back, back, to back national championships, mm -hmm. right? Georgia won back to back <laughs> national championships. Have absolutely nothing to prove in this game. Florida State, this would have been your de facto national championship, right? This would have been, hey, we went out there and beat Georgia. We should rightfully yeah. be. If you want to bitch and moan so much about not getting into the college football playoff, maybe go out there and win against Georgia, another team <laughs> that should have probably been in the playoff. And so they totally, totally, like, I, I, they just laid down like 63 to three. Not even a touchdown. Yeah. You got to be kidding me. Right. And then so it's like, just shut the hell up and go away. Florida State never want to hear from your from from, from your <laughs> infrastructure again until you can put, you know, with you, you can prove it on the field. So that's what I want to talk about. It's like college football so many times is about just a beauty pageant. And just because um, these universities have bigger fan bases, they think they should get in. Right. And all this type of stuff. So it's like, nah you know what, you didn't deserve to be there, you aren't there, and now you proved everybody right. And I think we have the two best and most deserving teams in the national championship game. I don't mean necessarily from like a roster construction point. Yep. I mean, you know, they beat every team that was on their, on their schedule, right? And I they think are the only two undefeated teams, aren't they? Yeah. Yep, they they are now that Florida State well, got yeah, yeah. got dismantled. Yeah. Um, I'm 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 hyped up for it. I think, you know, we're we're gonna be the underdog going into the national championship game. Um, I think that's fair to be honest with you. You know, uh, I think our team in terms of like offense is built a lot like. Um, Ohio State this year. Although I think offensively we're better because our quarterback's better. Um, uh, yeah, you know I love Michael Penix. Yeah, Michael Penix is 
at the college level, he's as good as it possibly gets. Yep, yep. There was a there was a throw he made, um, a touchdown to Jalen McMillan on a rope, and literally like the second it left his hand, you know how like the TV doesn't pan over to the receiver. The second it left his hand, I was like, "That's a touchdown." I said really? touchdown because <laughs> the way he threw it, I was like, "It's only going to where it's supposed to go, right?" Like, yeah, that means someone's open. So like. He, I think at the college level, he's as good as I've I've seen in recent memory. Obviously, like Joe Burrow and and you know, I'm not saying that he's stat he's like better than those guys yeah. at the college level. I'm just saying he's on that same type par, of plane, yep. right? Um and I think that's the one thing we've seen over and over again in college football and in, in, in football in, in general is like if you you know, you can have a great defense and, and Michigan certainly does. Uh, the one thing that's a wild card that you can't defend against is a great quarterback, right? Yep. And so I think Michigan's going to be favored. I think they should be favored. I think they're uniquely kind of built to beat a team like Washington, who is a pro-style offense, you know, great receivers, great offensive line, not necessarily a great run game, although Dylan Johnson's been playing phenomenal uh out of like the last six weeks um i think so i think you know that's kind of how the the game's gonna gonna appear going in but again how many times have we seen washington this season be underdogs they were underdogs twice the last to, three right they were underdogs twice to um oregon beat them both times they were underdogs to texas beat them i think we were even underdogs in in like the utah game or something like that right really so <laughs> yeah so it's like they've been underdogs a lot and like you know we haven't been blowing teams out but we've been winning every game in front of us so i think this should be a good national championship it should be competitive um i'm hyped to be here i think if we win the national championship this would be huge um you know washington like I went to Washington. I've grown up watching watching Washington football. We had a season in there when I was a kid where we didn't win a single game. So really? yeah, it's it's been tough times since the '90s when Washington was was a total badass program. Um, but you know, first coach Chris Peterson and now especially Kalen DeBoer um, has the boys humming. So um, <laughs> I'm I'm hyped up for this this national championship on Monday. So am I. You said I think there's a lot of like star-studded players that are going to make a big impact in this as well. Like you said, Michael Penix Jr. He threw for over 400 yards in Texas, which isn't easy to do against anybody. And be, being able to do that in the college football playoff is huge. And kind of like you said as well, it's such a different game that you guys play. Obviously, Michigan's more run-heavy. They like to establish the run they like to control the pace of the game and just kind of play it their own way well you guys are kind of a more high-flying quicker offense mm -hmm. like you guys will get those big chunk plays and you're not really gonna obviously i haven't watched as much washington football as you have this year but that's just what i see with led by michael Penix throwing and then your star set of receivers so what do you think is going to be the key for um or how's your defense look? I know we talked about it earlier, and you said you guys kind of struggle against the run game. Do you think if you guys can get the run game stopped for Michigan, that'll be like the biggest key? I don't think we are going to get the run game really? stopped, to be honest with you. I think we do struggle against the run. But I think the way, call, I think the way 
football works is defensively, you're not going to stop. You're not really going to stop an offense, right? But what you need to do is you need to make just, you need to have two or three drives, right? Where either it's a long drive and you don't give up a touchdown, you give up a field goal, right? So you need to do that a couple of times and you need to make one or two stops in a game where like either you make a big fourth down stop or you make a big, uh, a, get a big sure. turnover. I think Washington can really do that. I think our secondary plays a little bit better than people think. Um, we can get to the quarterback so we can get sacks. The run game is going to bother us. I think Michigan has a big offensive line and um, you know, they're, they're going to run the ball, but at the same time, for as much as their defense deservedly gets praised, I don't think they're going to really stop us, right? Like, yeah. I think they might do better against us, certainly, than other teams have. Um, but coming into the Texas game, everybody talked about the Texas D linemen and how big they were and how, you know, Urban Meyer was on uh, w- was on TV talking about how he they look like his Florida Gators team and they look like how – a national champion is supposed to look on the defensive line. And we didn't give up a single sack. Yeah. Right. Wow. And um, we were con- con- converting short fourth downs and third downs. And uh, Dylan Johnson ran for two touchdowns on the goal line. So I think our offensive line is underrated. I don't think, um, I don't think Michigan is going to be able to stop us. They'll probably slow us down more than we have been. Um, but again, I think it comes down to the the two quarterbacks. They, I think it's going to come yep. down to can J.J. McCarthy and his receivers make plays enough play because you can't just run the ball, right? This isn't like I know I know that Michigan has done that a couple times. We're like what 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 they they played a game where in the second half they didn't run a single uh, pass play. They just just ran the ball. But again, the way football offenses work in the big 10 right now versus how they work at Washington is a different thing. I don't think the secondary of, um, I don't think Michigan secondary is good enough to consistently stop three, four guys, right? We have four, we have three receivers and one tight end who are Sunday players. They're, they're NFL dudes. Right. And we yep. have a quarterback who, again, had it, had, had it not been for the injuries, cause that Michael Penix had a few knee injuries and, and, and I think people are going to be a little like cautious about that. Had it not been for the injuries, he would clearly be the number one pick in the NFL draft. And so when you have that, you, we have a couple guys along the offensive line who are going to be you know, first and second round picks. So I think offensively, we're probably the most talented team Michigan's face. That includes uh, your Ohio State team, who I think was just a just a tiny bit down this year, um, yeah, especially at the quarterback position. Um, <laughs> defensively, um, you know, they, Michigan's the best team that we've faced all year. And it's going to be a, a, a good matchup. It's going to be a matchup where, like, you know, I think I think it's it's like suited to both teams, right? Like they Michigan's gonna have success because they can run the ball down our throat and they will and they should, right? Um but 
Like it takes a long time to run and get touchdowns, right? And there, there are factors in play. I think we'll have bigger plays than Michigan does. I don't think Michigan's going to have the same amount of like, they're not going to have like five 30-yard plays or 20-yard yep, plays. Yep. I think Washington does that every game, right? And so that's kind of debilitating for a team too, where it's like you stop them on first down, you stop them on second down, it's third and eight, and they get, you know, a 36-yard strike so we'll see i i hope that it's a close game i hope that it's an exciting game obviously obviously i hope that washington wins the national championship it'd be the biggest uh it, oh man it'd be incredible especially last year of the pac-12 um and, oh, yeah. and all that type of stuff so it's, it, i think it would be um oh man i'm super super stoked for this i'm rooting for you guys too and kind of like uh you said as well, I think you really have to expose their weaknesses. One thing that Alabama did great is they didn't let Michigan get ahead and control the pace of the game. They played their own game. And I didn't re I did not realize Jalen Milrow was that good of a runner until I saw those games. Dude was breaking tackles, getting the first down, throwing me. I did not realize he was he looked like a mini Lamar Jackson out there. He was that good. And one thing, and what kind of makes me mad about that is they had so much success in the pass option play and that last play they ran they just ran it right into the whole like steam of things yep. with both offensive lines there they should have or at least i think they should have ran a pass option again and just let him make the decision and put the defense on their toes instead of just trying to run for that three yards i think that would have made a big difference for them too but on the other side jj is i think a very underrated thrower i've seen really good quarterback really underrated throw and even when you get pressure on him sometimes he still gets that killer play out but also he's been known to kind of throw the ball away and get some interceptions as well i think for the washington michigan game especially i think it's going to be whoever wins the turnover battle is going to win the whole thing because not only does that give the other team good field position in most times it's just going to give you more chances to score as well and i don't and being able to even stop the other person to let them settle for a field goal is going to be huge here too. I think, I think it's going to be lower scoring than Washington's played in the past. Cause kind of like you said, it's two pretty solid defenses going at it. And I think points are going to be hard to come by. So we'll definitely see how that goes. And kind of your point of the Washington joining the big 10. I'm so excited to see how that goes as well. Cause for the longest time it's been, Penn State, Michigan, Ohio State on one side. And then mm -hmm. out of the other side, it's just not that caliber of a team. So the Big Ten Championship Agreed. hasn't been that fun to watch over the last years or many of the years that I've been watching. So I think this is going to add a whole new aspect, not just to college football, but to the championship games, especially the Big Ten one. Right. Kind of like you said, Oregon can be there any second of it. Washington can be there. And there's just all those dogs. And I think now how it works as well, Ohio State could play Michigan or Penn State because it's just going to be the top two teams of the conference. It's not going to be like top sides. two records. Yep, yep. I so it can be anybody. I'm not. I I actually don't know about that. I don't know. I think that's the way it should be because I don't like this like north and south that used to be in the Pac-12. It's it's going to yep. be east and, or it used to be east and west and in uh the big 10 i don't like that because i think if you have you know it's like historically it, it it's like 
especially recently, it's been like the winner of the Michigan Ohio State game in the Big Ten is a conference champion, and then they just have to do the formality of playing another game against Wisconsin. It's always Wisconsin, right? Yeah. So it's <laughs> so it's like, um, you know, I don't think that's really that fun from like watching um from like a viewer or fan perspective and yep. i don't think that's a very accurate representation of um the the strength of the conference either i think the conference is going to get stronger because like you you know you you get right now the big 10 has just been three teams right Always. It, and it's it's really been two teams and one who every year we're like, can't is this the year Penn State beats <laughs> Michigan or Ohio State? And it's like, no, nah, not yep. this year. No, not this year. Right. Every so time. like now it's going to be interesting because I think obviously, you know, USC kind of fell off this year. But like you can't ever count out USC. Um, Oregon is one of the best teams in college football, um, has been for a very long time. And, and Washington, I think, you know when we have the right coach and it certainly, you know, feels like Kalen DeBoer is the right coach. We're, we're one of the biggest uh, programs in the country, one of the best programs in the country. So like when you add those three teams um, and obviously UCLA is there as well with Chip Kelly, they can be very good. But like when you add those three teams to the other three teams, now it kind of lifts the entire conference. And now I hope that there's more parity and, you know, you, I, I think it'll be interesting to watch, and it'll be interesting how the teams change, right? Because yep. like right now, it's like Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State—they only build their teams to beat each other, right? And so yeah. this, 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 uh, this national championship is actually going to be really interesting because it's like if Washington wins, right? Michigan has to kind of reestablish the way they structure their team, how they structure their offense, especially, and even how they structure their defense, right? Cause like they're kind of built to beat that Ohio state style, which isn't as much of a pro offense as, as Washington's is. They, mm -hmm. they run a lot more options and things like that. Uh, obviously you can speak to the Ohio state um, uh, offense a lot more than I can, but um, you know, if they if they if if Michigan wins, that's going to prove to these these incoming teams, Oregon, Washington, uh, SC and UCLA. Hey, we need to change. We need to bulk up our offensive and defensive lines. We need to really start focusing on three yards in a cloud of dust, you know, type of type of offensive football. Um, but if if Washington wins, it's going to send that same type of message to especially Michigan uh, and even Wisconsin in, in the Big Ten that, hey, we need to change things up and we need to get those quarterbacks and receivers who can who can make plays and win your game. So um, I think it's an interesting it's from a fan perspective. It's fun because it's just going to be new teams not in the southeast of the country who are going to win the national championship this year. And then going forward as well, it's going to speak to, you know, which style is a little bit better in terms of success uh, in the Big Ten and then eventually uh, in, in the college football playoff as well. Yeah, fully agree. And very excited to see how the national championship wraps up. Very excited to see how the upcoming football season goes, especially with it being a new format, new leagues and all that. And 
I think that about wraps it up unless you have any closing comments of the uh, national championship game or want to add anything. I think no, we'll, we'll we'll wrap it up here. Obviously, I think we've we've kind of gotten into uh, for the last few podcasts, we've been talking a lot about football. Um, yep. I think it's just a it, it's just a matter of that's kind of the main season going on right now. Obviously, especially in North American sports, we don't follow hockey as much. Um, yep. It's and it, and even hockey's still in kind of like the earlier parts of its season. Um, same thing with basketball. There's nothing really exciting going on. You know, we kind of know who we the teams at the top are the teams we thought they were going to be, except exactly. for Minnesota. You know, shout out Minnesota. But again, it's like in basketball, it's like, yo, prove it in the playoffs, man. Prove it when you have a seven game series and the team knows what your offense likes to do, right? And what your players' yep. tendencies are. So, you know, basketball will get more interesting post um all-star break as it always does. Um, by that time, you know, football will be done, baseball that season will start coming in uh in terms of April. So, like, you know, there'll there'll be different sports to talk about, but for now, we're very much in the thick of the playoffs in in football and the college football playoff. Um, I think we'll, next week we should probably uh, we'll, we'll try to do something a little bit different next week. Um, yep. But but yeah, for now, uh, happy new year to everybody. Yeah.